Roll sound, Scotty. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Thinking Paul's podcast with Scott, with Paul, with Liam. Hello. Good evening again. Hello. <laughs> Is it just me or does this seem really weird that when we record three episodes, when we get to the third one, it just seems a bit forced. It's like it's as if we're like recording this for the first time. You know, we've we've done two episodes already. I, I think by this point we're. Yeah, a bit eager just to get it over. <laughs> eager or lubricated, Paul? What are we talking about? <laughs> See, I think I'm kind of the opposite because I come more alive as we go on. You like the third episode, yeah? I mean, the second is where I, you get my best content. Third <laughs> is where you get my second best content. <laughs> the first one is where, you, you know what, I can give a fuck if you listen to me or not. Let's talk <clears> about <throat> the, first, the first episodes. Are they a bit uneasy, a bit stilted, a bit... How do we talk I, about I think things? we always choose... For the first episode, the film that we're least l- excited about. Yeah, least okay. excited about, least likely to have a really passionate opinion on. Okay. But in this set of three episodes that we've chosen, this has pretty much worked out, hasn't it, from what we decided? There is usually, if familiar um, listeners will understand this, is that Scott's the worst, <laughs> then Paul, then myself. Purely, I, I don't know, it might be an age thing where you can't handle it as much anymore, but yeah. Scott becomes a stroke victim. <laughs> <laughs> Paul becomes the person that might have given Scott a stroke. True. And I become Paul's carer. <laughs> it's like we go on this thing of, like, whereas if you start, you think, I've had a stroke because I don't really speak much in the first one. Ooh. This time, I did. You did. Yeah. Um, because I was trying to be very philosophical and critical about film. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, normally, when you listen to him, you kind of like... By, by the oh, end of the Scott's third one, I'm really? relying on you to get me home. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was um, one of the third ones before. Where I actually hosted one. You did, yeah. 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 Scott right, going, man. Yeah, it was when Scott was like, Liam, you can do this. I can't, I can't talk anymore. Yeah, and, and I started it as if I was doing Good Morning Vietnam, which mm. probably shouted, and I was like, let's do this. Because my confidence grows more and more, whereas Scott's inhibitions lower less and less. I just want to and get home, I'm Paul tired. has no inhibitions yeah. or cares. So he's a natural rapist. <laughs> so movie roulette has thrown up a bit of an oddity. Can anyone remember what the subject of this it movie was? It was O'Brien. Yes. Eugene? Edmund. Edmund. That's close. Are you aware of Edmund O'Brien? No. Um, see, I'm familiar because O'Brien is the original term that then become O'Brien 
but it's become my surname Breen. Right, okay. So, so you, from a family point of view, you know of the, the derivation of the, the, the name. Of my name. Edmund O'Brien as an actor? Uh, no. I didn't know he was one. And to be fair, the film that we that Paul chose, I didn't even know he was in it because I couldn't tell you which one he was. <laughs> he was in it. It was one of the soldiers. I just know he wasn't Sean. Connery. I was gonna. I was gonna ask. <laughs> while you were watching the film, were you remembering that you were supposed to be looking out for Edmund O'Brien? Yeah, no. So, can you remember in the film who Edmund O'Brien no, was? He, he was one of the soldiers. He was uh, one. Was he not? No. Well, he was a soldier, but well, was, he wasn't in the middle of the action. No, only the one that. Um, I, this is hazard in the guess. Go on. That at the end. He sees the guy that's dead on the wall, finds the guy that's dying, mm. but he, he provides him with cigarettes. He's literally been in no war. He's just been lost. And then the guy at the end that says, there's him, he's dead, I'm dying, and you're lost. And that's pretty much what life is. No. <laughs> Fuck this film! That's why the film was shot to shit. <laughs> Who was he then? Why was he even in it? He was right. one of the Did he make a generals tank? or sergeants? Right. Right. Listeners, we have we've chosen the longest or Paul has chosen the longest day. Um which is The longest film. Which is almost the longest <laughs> film. It's about the D Day Landings uh Fox movie production from the early sixties. Edmund O'Brien in this particular movie in a cast of thousands. Oh Christ, yeah. Remember the scenes with uh, Henry Fonda? Yeah. On the boat. Henry Fonda was the son of the president. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eisenhower. The guy that was trying to talk Henry Fonda out of going into war. Who says about how, like, his dad was a really good guy. He'd done this, he'd done that. And he said, you you know, but what about your gammy leg and all this? Yeah. Yeah. That's Edmund O'Brien. Jesus fucking wept. So in a three-hour movie, Edmund O'Brien has 30 seconds of screen time. But then most of the names that you saw in it, that's all they had. Yes. Yeah. Like when we was looking at the film and uh, I was looking at the same time Paul was and I showed him and he was like, yes. I, I from my, from my own belief is that I liked the look of it mm-hmm. and I assume Paul, because we saw all these names and like, wow, wow. He's in it, he's in it, he's in that's it. That's a yeah. multi-fucking cast stars in, in a war film in the six years of stinking balls this has got to be the most impressive cast list I actually said to Liam the other day it, yeah. it's almost like the expendables of its time because it had so yeah. many famous people of that era a lot of cameos there as well yeah well, George Seagal was in it yeah very young George Seagal yeah who I love because he's in the Goldbergs <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he's fucking yeah. brilliant. He's also a great comedian. But then you get yeah. pre-Bond, like Sean Connery. Sean Connery in it for about two minutes. Yeah, and, and <laughs> um, you get John Wayne. You get Robert Mitchum. See, John Wayne's Wayne's in it quite. Uh, yeah, he's quite a main character. He's, he's, yeah, John Wayne's in it. Quite Steiger is in it. Rod Steiger, is he yeah. in there as well? Yeah, he's in it yeah. as well. Red Buttons, who Red Buttons is in it. There's a kangaroo church. Like literally, yeah. Patrick, like, yeah. And then you see him later on, and you kind of like, how the fuck did you get down? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretending to be dead because everyone else is getting shot. Yes. Yeah. Tell you what, let's play the trailer. We'll come back after this.
one of the most ambitious undertakings since All Quiet on the Western Front and Gone with the Wind comes to the screen with Darrell F. Zanuck's production of The Longest Day, based on Cornelius Ryan's universally acclaimed bestseller. Its cast of stars represents the top talent of four countries and has never been equaled in size and importance in the history of the industry. Here are some of them. the only road the Germans can use to drive against our northern flank. But it has to be taken. That's why I gave you the job, man. Command of General Eisenhower, Allied naval forces, supported by strong air forces, began landing Allied armies this morning on the northern coast of France. The Americans and the British together have got half that many ships. Okay, guys, The Longest Day was released on the 12th of October 1962 in the UK. It was directed by about three or four different directors. Yeah, each for the different sections in the film, in wasn't it? Europe, one, in Europe, in America, German, in one, Germany. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Ken Anakin and Andrew Martin and lots of other people. I can't read out the cast list. Oh, there is so long, many people. When Paul selected this movie you know you were trying to find an Edmund O'Brien movie yeah that was your criteria for this selection and you just went oh look there's Sean Connery there's Kenneth Moore there's there's a thousand people in this movie but you didn't know anything about it you'd never seen it before. no no never seen it before what do you think personally I think it was a Especially for the time for '62, yeah, it was a great storytelling of the Normandy landings. Yeah, um, from different aspects, not just from the English or American aspect, but also from the German aspect. And I, I think they split it quite well between the three. Yeah, 
um, and the cameo cast because whatever stars it says it has in it, no one's in it for that long. Oh God, no! Richard Burton's ten seconds. Yeah, you know, you've got John Wayne in it for about ten minutes. You've got Robert Mitchum. You've got Robert Wagner. Mm. You've got Sean Connery, who I thought I'd missed right until the very end when he appears. Um, but there's, there's just so many, many famous people in there. Even if you don't know the names, you go, "Oh, I've seen him before. I've seen him before." Yeah, recognizable. Yeah, I think it was. Personally, not knowing too much about that particular day. I mean, you mm. know the obvious facts of that day. Most of us know Saving Private Ryan. Liam, yeah. yourself, that the history of D-Day, yeah. I think we, yeah. we you know, know that from You that know film. Normandy, you know Omaha, mm. but you don't know the the culmination of all of them. You don't know the air yeah. attacks, you yeah. don't know the, the land. The, you know, the thing yeah. where Hitler's asleep when they try and warn him that... Yeah. And the fact that Germans think it's a war game and that they never it's just a commando in the middle of a so, storm yeah. and yeah. it it's a great picture of the World War Two as it happened back mm-hmm. then without getting too sort of drawn into whose side you're on, mm-hmm. whatever. Obviously, because if it does bounce was, between like both sides, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, we get both yeah. sides of the story. So, yeah, uh, and I, I think it, it doesn't waste too much time on any one particular story. Mm-hmm. It flips between being back in Britain, getting ready for the invasion, being in Germany, expecting the invasion, yeah, uh, being on the beach, being inland, the paratroopers landing. It sort of splits it quite evenly between everything without concentrating too much on any one subject. The thing that surprised me, I mean, I've seen this film a couple of times before, but we always thought that as the last standing island in Europe Mm. yet to be invaded, we were waiting for the invasion force to come over. The Germans were waiting for us to come over. Yeah, well, I, I didn't realise that aspect. Which is crazy when you think of how much of Europe Germany's control held, yeah. and us with this little island. They were scared of us. Yeah, coming because home. the Americans were there backing us up, and they're like, "We, we shouldn't have done what we did." Basically, mm. have you seen this before? No, no. Or, or Liam, had you Sorry. seen this Sorry. before? Sorry, no, no, I hadn't. Uh, this was the first time I watched it, um, and I enjoyed. I did enjoy the film. I wasn't expecting to because the amount of World War Two films that have been around, but it was a good film. Um, I do think it's your your typical World War Two film made by um, the Western world. Of it's very and yes, and I would say it is that Britain won the fucking war. America <laughs> helped well done, but it's the part that they try to do. Of Germany, saying so it's still very easy to make the Germans look dumb. It's still very easy to make the Germans look like ah Hitler was asleep. It's this is history that we were taught in this part of the world. Yeah, not what history actually is. You've got to remember this film is only fifteen years or so and, after and, the war yeah, finished, and, and that's what going into is that this was fresh. 
Yeah. People yeah. hadn't actually gone over the ball then. It takes oh god no decades to go yeah. over the ball, not 10, yeah. 20, 15. But it takes a long time to go over the wall. And I, I looked at it as great as it is, I, the film could be done without any single famous person ever playing in it. Mm. Oh, yeah, totally. Like yeah. You didn't need John Wayne, you didn't need Sean Connery. It, I think they may have used it at the time of uh, we could sell this because of it's a sensitive subject for back then. And if we put these names in it, people would be more drawn to it. Yeah. As in, uh, this is us trying to show everyone else what happened. Yeah. Um, for me, and by any means, uh, I would say I'm, I have no German blood in me whatsoever, but every film you've ever seen of a World War synopsis, because we are always told, because none of us that are here today was ever alive when it happened, yeah. and none of us are German, is that it's very easy to make out Oh, this is how the war went. Yeah, we surprised the Germans because they never expected us to do Normandy. Mm. That, that's that's what we say. Yeah. Mm. And and I want to look at a film by... I, I'm fucking glad we won the war because I've listened to German people. I love German people. They sound fucking aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously can't help that. They, they can't help it, but genuinely, the country is spotlessly clean and they're very friendly. They just sound well, aggressive. Not as aggressive but, as... Um, Toshiro Buffoni never, never as aggressive as a 1950s <laughs> Japanese samurai but I always find these sort of films quite conflicting that it's the same as the same reason why I fucked up in history school is that we're told what we have to be told we're watching a film that we have to right. be told okay and that for me I love the film mm. but I always like to question where did, who, the, where did the subject matter come yeah, from? Who, who said, oh, hang on, we asked a German guy and he said right. this. That soon after the war, no we, Germans. Well, right, with regard to this, Cornelius Ryan, who wrote the book The Longest Day, mm. got first-hand accounts from the German side, from the English side. So that's why you get very personal accounts of what's going on. You get very personal accounts of very specific people. Like Kenneth Moore with his beard and his dog called Winston on the yeah, beach. Yeah, the dog called Winston, which or, wasn't or you, stereotypical at all, was yeah, it? Yeah, or, or you get, you know, the German officer that wouldn't wake Hitler because he'd taken a sleeping pill. Mm. They, they, they're all accurate. That, mm. Yeah, they are first-hand accounts. See, but I, I would all, I, I just, for any film like that, is that, so he asked one German guy who was there. Yeah, okay. Which is fine. Mm. And, and I'm not saying that German guy was a liar or anything, but one German guy, God knows how many Nazis Might that does it. And that's the thing is, if someone comes up to any of us and says, uh, uh, Scott, you, you're from London, I want you to tell me about London, how you're sorry. You're always, same as me, if someone tells it's me... It's my personal account. Exactly. Yeah. My, my personal kind of chat, it's not actually as bad as people will make out it is now. A German saying, well, yeah, he actually was a little bit of a dick. He, he took a sleeping tablet <laughs> and the Fuhrer was there, which said, no factor, is it the Fuhrer? Fuhrer. Yeah, they don't use that word anymore unless it's put next to something mm. because of Hitler. It actually means leader and guide, yeah. but they only use that word if it's connected to another one because mm -hmm. of Hitler. But it's very easy to turn around and go, well, yeah, I asked a German and he said this because he was there at the time. That's very fresh. Now, how many... Keeping in mind, um, anyone that you ask anyone from Grenfell, anyone's family members might have died in Grenfell, and say to them next year, five years, ten years' time, uh, tell us your accounts. And they go, oh, yeah, well, it's are they actually going to be honest with you? Because they're still it's still hitting you. Is a German going to tell you yeah. 
that they are so dead certain that that's exactly what happened. We are so... I, I am fucking grateful as anything that Britain won the war. Are you saying this is like a bit disbelievable? Really? I'm saying that as with every war film that's made by the Western part of the world, it's always going to show that the people that won it were the best people ever. So this is done from a, an allied point of view. Yeah, it's, it's always going to be. Anyone that says different, you're not looking at the film... You're looking at what you was taught at school. Mm. We are always told, we won the war. Yeah. You go to America and you ask Americans, they won the war, and if it weren't for them, England would have fucked up and never won it. You ask the British, they'll go, the Americans might have helped, but we fucking had it already. We had yeah. people already stationed. We knew what we was going to do. We just needed some backup. So if, if this was a, a German-made movie in It would be very much, I can guarantee, guarantee you, <laughs> there would be a lot more of... Hang on a second. We tried our We knew what we theory, thought was yeah. going to happen. We tried to preempt that Normandy was going to be a part mm. and not somewhere else. But yeah, we may have slipped. No one's yeah. ever going to... They did make a big thing about the Panzer Division, you know, mm. not being deployed because Hitler was asleep because he'd taken a, yeah. a sleeping pill and they'd expected it to be Calais. Yeah. Mm. But you, you show that to the rest of the world, right? Mm. You show it to the rest of the world that already know that Germany lost the war. Mm. They did. They fucking lost it. They were not. Had they lost it at this point? That's the thing because they they conquered Europe. I know. Regardless of that, yeah. they still lost the war because other than people that still believe in the EU, which is German run, mm. is that Britain won the war. Right. People in history, other than Americans, mm. will say that Britain won the war. Mm. It was fought for Normandy, D Day, Dunkirk, all that. Britain won the war with help from the Allies. Other than when you ask the Germans, the Germans are still very much. Sorry for what Hitler done, very much. Which is why they don't use certain words because of what Hitler done. Of course, yeah. And I have two friends that I speak to quite often that are German, born German, bred, mm. still living in there. It's you're not going to. It's no different than I, I watched. Uh, what's the fuck? Iron Lady. Yeah. The film about Thatcher. Yes. Yeah. It didn't make her to, uh, make her out to be the biggest cunt. That English people say she was. <laughs> she was. Exactly, exactly, right? And the film didn't make her out to be that way. Well, I'm in the middle, so I'm not getting involved in this part. We'll you, carry on. you were alive through most of her. But that's why, right there, right there, is why I'm saying this is that someone that isn't a Tory, someone that is a Tory, <laughs> on what the Iron Lady was. The film didn't depict that to what the British public, from what I know of what's been said publicly, why would any film? from the western part of the world, you split Europe from France to the west and France to the right, yeah. to the east, sorry. Does anybody ever give a fuck about watching a film where it goes, do you know what, Hitler had really fucking good ideas, but you know, he just slipped up a little bit. <laughs> no, one, no one wants to see that. That's why we're not taught that in school. We're not taught any of that. We're taught that, do you know what, the British, the Americans, the French, we fucking knew. They're not expecting us in Normandy. And this film's great, and same as I love war films. I fucking, Saving Private Ryan is an amazing film. This, I absolutely loved when it got into it. Okay. But I, I will always look, I like to look at any film, as we've already said about others, you, you can't look at them as your arrogant British self or your arrogant American self. We wasn't flawless, and things like that. And that's why... You cannot look at this. This film, to me, I read, I read it. I didn't read it at all. I don't love reading it. I watched it, and it made me feel that Germans were dumb as fuck. It made me feel like them going, yeah, he's asleep. Oh, yeah, don't wake him. Don't wake him. You're like, that is, stupid eye. That is a really interesting 
aspect on somebody watching the film for the first time. Yeah, yeah for the very, very first time. First time for you, Paul? Mm-hmm. How did you see it? Did you just see it as like a great British war movie? Not so much a British war movie. I appreciated the fact that they saw it from... Well, they tried to show it from different points of yes. view. So they showed the German and the French aspect and the, and the French yeah. and the American. And the fact that I don't think they personally I don't think they showed the Germans as being dumb. I think they showed the Germans as just not expecting it. Confident as, too overconfident yeah, that yeah, it, it would a, never a happen. Of, yeah. Every as they said in the film, every time when they invaded North Africa and Italy, mm. it had been on perfect conditions. So they weren't expecting any invasion yeah. in the middle of a storm. And okay, the middle of the storm broke, which is when they landed in Normandy and Omaha and Utah. Yeah. Um, so I don't see it particularly as dumbing the Germany, Germanies, Germans the Germans, Germans yes. down <laughs> but obviously that's from a western point of view so I don't obviously if anyone's German watching this then they will have a different opinion and it. I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong I'm just yeah. saying it was nice it was refreshing to see a war film that even even if it was wrong was to consider the opposition's sort of viewpoint on it. Do you guys like war films in general? Yeah, like, I, 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 I love war, war films. films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have, ever since I first heard it at school, read a hell of a lot of war stuff up until the last five, ten years, because I don't know reading anymore. But I've read books on Hitler and the Nazis. Yeah. i read books on Britain. And that's the thing, I'm not saying anything about this film in regards to... I'm glad they actually experienced that they showed how the Germans may have felt based yeah, on one yeah. person's reflection compared to... Yeah, I say, I'm not saying it's true by any means. British and American people's opinions from... Where, and as I would always say, I'm fucking grateful that I don't speak German <laughs> yeah. because it sounds far too angry. I also <laughs> don't like their football teams. I also don't like how they control the EU. I love where I'm from. Okay. So I don't get... But, and I say this with many films, is Saving with Saving Private Ryan. To, it's all these films that are made in the Western world are always going to show... It's You, you go back to school. Anyone that actually is honest with themselves will say their school made a point of saying how we won the war. We won the war. Not like if you're in England, we won the war because we're British. In America, we won the war because we're American. I've seen, um, even in Friends, they actually mentioned, the, uh, Ross's dad says to the English guy, you no good would be speaking German if you weren't for us having us. You're like, mm. really? So the Americans, and that's what we've always been told is that, well, what the Americans, Americans saved us. Yeah, yeah. the Americans yeah. saved us. That's no different than the fucking, you know, what the Ice Age happened, and then someone come along and went, oh, clear up the ice. Well done, America. <laughs> came along when it didn't matter. And But for me, I, I love war films. Yeah. And I'm glad this is probably the only one I've seen where they do touch on how the Germans were. Yeah. I just think you can clearly tell from any film that's made like that is they're going to go by 
that we you can as I said about the Iron Lady as a, with the Churchill film uh, with Darkest Hour Gary Oldman yeah, yeah. William Churchill was a cunt he was a fucking big <laughs> awful piece of shit he was a great warmonger and he won the war was he a great <laughs> minister honestly well, he was a great was leader that's, yeah. that's he, he, he made Sri Lanka starve because he kept the food rations back from Sri Lanka to possibly feed the troops in in Asia yes. who didn't need it in the end but thousands upon thousands of people died in Asia, Sri Lanka mostly and India because he took their food rations away to try and keep the troops happy. Mm. And and that's why and I know like as you said before Scott when me and Paul take things way off the topic but <laughs> as we are right now yeah. but that's the thing and I can't I don't want people listening to this going you fucking unpatriotic piece of shit. Um, fucking Irish, English. I, I, I'm grateful for what people done. I'm grateful for where I am. I'm, gra- I, I'm not taking it away. My granddad was in the RAF in World War Two. I love it. I, and I love this film because it actually touched upon the German part. Yeah. And it actually touched upon how some of them were actually concerned. I, I don't care. There was more than enough that showed uh, Germans didn't want to wake up their leader. I've, that, that showed that dump up, but it still showed that some were concerned yeah. about this is the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that bit for me with this film was great because I don't want to take what we're discussing away from the film. I just don't like, and I never have done, and again, we can go back to each episode we've done in the last three or four. I don't like the whole, let's just stick with what people are told because that's what's we've been told. Yeah, And that's why I love war films. This is probably going to be I, I, I honestly, I don't think I'll ever go back to watch it, but it still will be one of my favourite war films for what it meant. Yeah. And in black and white, it made you feel more because it's a bit if, grittier, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because in colour, like Saving Private Ryan was superb because mm-hmm. of the colour, you saw the blood and guts. But Paul mentioned this to me: in black and white, you don't see the blood and guts; you just see death. And you think of the war; they never had colour. Yeah. So th- it felt real in the war scenes. It felt real when people were dying. I just I've always had an issue with history telling what we are supposed to be told as opposed to glorifying it yeah it's it's uh, to dumb it down for anyone that gives a shit it's dumbing down that England were the best team in 1966 it's dumbing down that the team I love Tottenham were the best team in fucking 81, 82 it's not 61, 62 we're we're told things in history to make us go yeah we're fucking awesome we're never told things that uh, we know how many people fought in the wars yes we don't know how many people died innocent in the wars mm-hmm. we don't know how many cities in the countries we live in were fucking destroyed in the wars we don't know how many of our family members we could never have possibly even imagined are actually died in wars and this film again I don't want to take away from it it's superb superbly done and it deserves to be in the top 10 of war films and I love the film I, I just I, I feel very strongly about any film uh, any subject, sorry, that I've been taught that I can clearly see has been made to make me feel that we are the superior race of a nation. So, do you, really, not. do you really think that this film is geared towards like this jingoistic attitude that is, we won the war, this is our side of the story, the Germans were stupid, and we deserve to win see, I, at this particular th- point there in were time? Point, is that what we're saying here? There were points in it yeah? where I thought the Germans were made to. 
look a little bit stupid, like um, the guy who was in the Bond films. That, it's Kurt Jurgens was one of them, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. The one on the bike that's yeah, uh, the, drunk, yeah, and a yeah. guy that opens a oh, window. I've seen him before. Yes, he's in Chi Chi Bang Bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was like ironic that. Sean it, it, Connery it, and him were in the same. In girl. the first two minutes, you get two Bond villains, and then Sean yeah. Connery turns up as well. Yeah. And, and yeah, he was made to look a bit idiotic, of a dumbass, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, but you're going to get that in any war film, um, aren't you? I think. How would we feel? Sorry, how would we feel? Us as British citizens mm-hmm. living in Britain, and sorry to, sorry to take Paul, how would we feel if there was a film done by Germans? Uh, go back to the 50s it was filmed done then 50s 60s and they made out that Winston Churchill was a thick fat fuck that just smoked cigars and didn't know what he was doing and that the British were running around like headless chicken we'd feel fucking livid we'd be like mate we, fought, we won the fucking war <laughs> fuck you and it's no different than as I just said about the Iron Lady the moment I said that mm-hmm. they literally created a divide between you two of Corey Lover and, not, and that's just that's just one gingerhead bitch I don't fucking care but it creates a divide so you imagine if that film was done mm. from a German point of view. And again, I feel like I have to need to say this in case people listen and go, fucking unpatriotic piece of shit. Mm. I, I love where I'm from and I'm glad we won the fucking war. But I'd love to see, and this film is great, Same Saving Private is great. I love how they detail. Many young men's lives were taken. Kids were fucking destroyed. Kids were destroyed by having to fight for their country, which unfortunately kids should have to do now because they ain't got fucking clue. But... Everything in the Western world is exactly how it is in the Eastern world. You're told what's happened. You are believing what's happened based on what you are told. We have no facts because we're not there. Mm. Our grandparents will... My granddad used to say about, yeah, the Germans, fuck. What? Again, that's one, but I love my granddad to pieces. But yet my other granddad and my other side was a Catholic. Mate, Catholics fucking touch up kids. You can't always believe necessarily exactly what someone's told you. Okay, look, let's let's bring this back to the movie. A piece of Hollywood. Yeah. A three-hour piece of celluloid. I, I, was, I never at one point felt that it was a three-hour movie. Right. Which is really, really surprising because... You were, you were texting me in the middle of it. Yeah. And saying, fucking hell, I've never seen so many stars. Yeah. Forget about Liam. Forget about the political side of things, the historical side of things. Look at this as a movie released in 1960. Bang, too long for you. Right, okay, three, three hours. You long. could have taken away, I would say, 40 minutes of that first start of it mm-hmm. where people are randomly discussing how they feel about the war because you had people, um, they continuously kept saying the same things. Like somebody going, oh, I've heard that it's going to be tonight. Fine. Then I've got, I've heard it's going to be, Then I've got, I felt that it's going to be tonight. People have felt they've heard, they've said, <laughs> I, and, and I'm great that they felt that super well done. Did you need it to be said by seven different men in seven different scenes? Were you expecting then it to be like a big action war movie that was going to go kicking I was off straight away? What I was expecting was the longest day, because obviously it is the longest day, of we don't know when it's going to happen, hmm. and then just it's now. And no one knowing, no one having suspicions or feelings, no one discussing, oh, it could be tonight, or oh, I think it's tonight because it's raining. Are they, none of that are just, just people going, because that doesn't actually matter to a war. 
if the sergeant's in charge, if John Wayne, being American, exactly, and how much, might I add, was the American in charge of everything that you heard more than the English person? There was a lot of John Wayne in this yeah. movie. <laughs> you tell them how much of it should have been, do you know what, let's go for it now. Because it started, when it went from German camps to British camps, mm-hmm. the first people you heard in British camps, Americans. Yeah. Which, and I was like, do you, know what, you could have just started with British going, we want to fucking get out of there, we want to fight. We've been called up, we want to fight for our country. Right now, let's do this. Guys, are our impressions of D-Day based on Saving Pro Ryan? Mine's based on what my school told me. Okay. See, I've done history at school for only like two years, and yeah. unfortunately it was touching mostly on Romans and yeah. Henry VIII. So we never so much, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So we never learned this side. I, I never uh, learned history long enough in school because you could drop it after yeah. year two. So where did we um, know about D Day from? Um, basically, just sort. What was the first time you knew about D Day? Yeah, it's got got to be probably documentaries or whatever on the BBC Two. Or well, Liam, like that. you school. Day. So you had it. My, my primary school was a, a Christian C of E school. So, and secondary school was just a shit old. But yeah, it was very much a we are where we are because we are there. We <laughs> okay, and and that's that's what a lot of my friends as well said. It was very much a we are thankful because what we done. I'm I'm getting some very sort of conflicting. Impressions of the movie. I know Paul liked the movie, loved the movie almost. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie and I thought it was um, educational to those that might not have, like myself, known a great deal about that day. Yeah. I knew about Normandy. I didn't know too much about Omaha. I didn't know too much about the paratroopers going in yeah. and overshooting and things and taking like the bridge beforehand yeah. and all that sort of yeah. stuff yeah so th- there was bits in it that i was like oh okay i, I really didn't know about that bit the mm. gliders going in yeah. and everything like that um i wasn't naive enough to take everything as fact because i knew this was a hollywood movie yeah and i knew this would be Glamorized, glamorized to, a bit, yeah, yeah, glamorized yeah, to, yeah. to 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 make it glamorized. Glamatized. Is that what? <laughs> Have I made one? He's, he's now. Yeah, he's now. Glamorized. Using glamorized that make you feel <laughs> bit Beyonce. <laughs> but from what Paul was saying. All right, so I, I do. I, from I, your point of view, Liam, like, I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed the film. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I wasn't expecting to. I wasn't. I, th- I think you're being overcritical like. about the. Sort I think of the, the, view the historical it. content. Yeah. I think yeah. because these films are made to evoke that, they're not. A lot of the time, though, it was a fucking. Yes. It was a war film. Fucking, hell, but we won the war. So I would turn around and say, Saving Private Ryan." Yes, because it was. Fuck loads how long after. When you do a film based on something that. Your country has just survived. Whatever country you're in at the moment, fifteen years after it happened, pretty much, yeah. That's fucking raw. Mm. Yeah, that's very raw. And to take it, and I can understand that at that time, that probably made every citizen of Britain and America go, "Fuck yeah, America, yeah, 
go on to you. That, that sort of thing because you just fucking won it. You've just survived. You've just, mm. you've helped your right. country. Everyone loves it. Let's go back but to the last, history. let's go back to the last episode where we spoke about Room. Um, Room was a pretty successful novel yeah. at the time and within a year, 18 months, they made the movie. The Longest Day, the source material for this movie, you know, he, he researched this for like 10 years or whatever it was and got you know, first-hand accounts, and it was a best-selling book. And they thought, that'll make a great film. <laughs> you know, we'll just, like, we'll film this now. It's going to capture the public's imagination. Mm. And even though, it's, like you say, it's quite raw that the pain is there still from 15 years ago, you do want to know what went on. Oh, yeah, you do genuinely want to know. Because you've lost family members and shit yeah. like that. You, know? you do want to know what went on, and you do want... You would never, ever want to watch any film, any documentary, or read any book that made out that the person you love, or if I remember, the person you idolise, whether it's famous or a politician, no one wants to fucking read that they were a cock. You just don't. You don't, do you? No one does. You wouldn't want to um, watch a documentary on... Uh, I don't know, Lionel Messi, and kind of go, do you know what, he's a rapist. <laughs> because you want to know that the person you idolised the time, that experience in history, that moment that led your country that you were proud to be part of, to be as dominant as it is still now, you wouldn't want to ever see anything that made it out to be ever so slightly weaker. Do you think this film is like really biased against the Germans then? Is that what you sort of lean towards here, this... The Germans oh, I, looking towards be idiots or something. I, I I would say from part of it they make the Germans out to be semi idiots. Yeah. yeah. Because the, there is no need to have the discussion of he's asleep, don't wake him up. He's asleep. I, yeah. I, I don't need to have that. Even though that was possibly true. Do we know I, that? I was think you need to get a German's perspective on that. Mm-hmm. See, because, I'm only going by people that yeah. I've spoken yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. That are Germans, that their families. Yeah, I mean, because I would. They obviously mom, know their history more than we know their yeah, history. Yeah. That would be like a German saying, uh, "Churchill done fuck I, all." I can believe that. I can believe that's yeah. true because this whole book is based on true accounts of what went on. Forget all that side of it. As a Hollywood movie, that's no, a great film. Hollywood movie. We're film. talking early sixties. Filmed in black and white. It shouldn't be filmed in black and white. It should have been filmed in colour. Yeah. Early 60s here. But black and white hit the fact that... Yeah. When you like happened, that fact. You, you, no you like that it was filmed. That's what I like about it. You, put, yeah. you add colour to that then, it would have been a piss poor film. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because colour in war films only ha- only mattered, sorry, in the 21st century when people go, yeah. 20th century when people go, then they can add detail. Yeah. Then it was... If you watch... Um, and I was saying this to Paul, do you know they've just done World War II in colour? Where they've added colour to well, World, World War One thing as well, well wasn't it? Peter yeah. Jackson did, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And they added colour to a old yeah. school take. Yeah. It doesn't. It you add more. You're like, oh fucking. But when you saw it the first time in black and white, you're like, yeah, like, I can't yeah, even old, like, old film. Yeah, know, but yeah. you you also feel I can't even identify because no. uh, mm. I, everything I've been raised around, and regardless if you had one TV channel or not that might have been black and white, you're still raised around colour TV. You still raise your own colour films. Yeah. But when you see that, you kind of think, oh, right there. It's even still, and there's, I can't remember what clip it was, there's a guy who, I don't know, the actor is a nobody, but he's so fucking young looking. I mean, uh, there's, there's t- closer towards the end, 
Mm. He's young as hell. It's just after he makes <clears throat> one of the sergeants makes someone a lieutenant. Yeah. Yep. yep. There's a lad that then they speak to in the van, and he looks like he's a, he's he looks like a kid. It's either Fabian or Paul Anker, isn't it? Is that um, Paul Anker? Yeah. But he's so young looking, and that they're, they're the sort of things I'm like when I look at him, like especially in black and white, I'm like. There, there were kids. There were yeah. fucking kids there. Oh, yeah. Back when we had no fucking colour to show yeah. them. They I, were children fighting for... I think that's what you forget a lot of the time, is that, yeah, there was a war going on, which, I mean, at any one point in time, there's always a war going on somewhere yeah. in the world. But back then, World War Two and World War One, It wasn't it, a choice. The majority of the soldiers were teenagers. And, I think and that's like, as a, as a teenager when we were growing up, I could never, ever <laughs> have imagined myself no, on the sure. front line of a war, holding a gun, shooting at people. And I think there's, there's bits of this film, I mean, I keep comparing it to the modern, as in, I say quite right, of, it was only that one scene where I saw that young, young lad, and they're telling him, and he's very well acted, whoever the fuck he was, because... He actually looks a twelve worried. (laughs) He's the kid that looks worried, and I'm like, "That's what it needs." Is that it's it's fine to say that we won the war. We did. I know, as I said many times, I'm fucking grateful. But it's the showing of kids. Majority of them were kids. Mm. Yeah, they were called up for national service. They were (laughs) unless you had a farm, you had to go to war. Yep. It's that, and that's why I love Saving Point Ryan um, a little bit more than this. Is that, and again, I love this film. It was being my top five war films, but well, this film, yeah, because of how raw it shows, excellent, uh, and how close to the war it was. Yeah, how fucking close! I couldn't imagine anything saying. I couldn't even imagine a film now saying about the London bombings or the nine eleven terror attacks. Yeah. But a war, that, that changed the fucking premise of the world. Yeah. Not just Britain, America, France, Germany, Poland. Yeah. That, they, that, for me, is... And, and being picky, I am, when I say about the German part, is because I just think everything deserves... Yeah, it, it deserves to be... part to be told. Spoken. Told from a German point yeah. of view. Yeah. And, uh, Not... Not our perspective yeah. of a journey. It would be like me yet. making a film on Paul and me telling you how it is when actually Paul no. said like to tell me how it is. Yeah. It, other than that, the film itself, it's it, the black and white part of it makes you just sit there and go, kids fucking... Don't even ignore the first hour. When they start going into action and they start landing and you see people getting stuck in trees, they're stuck on lampposts, stuck on fucking church clocks. It's, yeah, we fucked that up. That happened. We fucked up. Yeah, yeah. that actually fucking yeah. happened. A genius part of dropping them um, Ruperts that were shooting, which actually happened, shooting our yeah. bullets for oh, no reason to yeah. distract yeah. them. Great fucking idea. Fucking superb. Could probably work. Now, things like that that people never got told about. Yeah. People didn't get told that. Oh, they see, this Ruperts. is the thing. Cornelius Ryan, who wrote the book, The Longest Day, interviewed a thousand people mm. that were there. Two thousand people, I'm not too sure. And they all told like specific stories of like this happened, that happened, we did this, we did that. And every single one of them is brought into this movie. Mm. Even um there's a bit where there's a guy that's hiding behind a wall 
and he ducks down, and the German soldiers are walking oh, on yeah. the other side of the wall. The Germans, yeah. the Germans, yeah. Yeah. wants to shoot him. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they, they completely miss him. Yeah. Same guy who's at the very end who says mm. to the sergeant who had survived the Battle of Britain or that when he turns around and says he's dead, I'm dying, and yeah. I'm lost. But That's that was a that was a real world. life story. All, yeah. the, all yeah. the things that you see in this film are based on real life <laughs> accounts. So it makes you wonder that like, we, we're talking about how disbelievable the, the German side of the things are. Mm. It, it probably fucking happened, mate. It probably yeah. did actually I, 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 I don't have, know. I have previously heard the story that's part of the reason that um, Hitler lost the war is because he was asleep at the time of yeah. the Normandy invasion. Um, but this is the first sort of thing I've ever seen where it touches on yeah. that. And it, it may be true, it may be a slight fabrication. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it'd be very difficult to find out 100%. Yeah. Um, I did like the fact that the Germans, when they were planning their war games, and there was that uh, general that actually said, well, if I was to do it, and if I was to invade on a stormy night... Yeah. I'd go into Normandy because yeah. that would be what was least expected. Because they was expecting to go to Calais and yeah, in the shortest sunlight. route. Yeah. This would and be nobody expected. Yeah. Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's Our the chief weapons are surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so, from a Hollywood point of view, this film as a movie. Let's go back to the movie. We're talking about history and war and. How does it stand up from a 1960s war movie, three hours long, Stinking Paul's podcast, Paul, Liam, bang, go. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it. however true or not it was, mm-hmm. it did educate me more on the Normandy landings than I actually knew. Yeah. I thought it was a great movie. I thought the stars in it... Although there were so many of them, they never concentrated too much on any one star. No. It wasn't like today, if you had Bruce Willis in a movie, it would be 90% Bruce Willis and 10% everyone else. It was the fact that... Good luck with that, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 10 years ago, maybe. But it was like, even John Wayne, who must have been a huge star Cost him a fucking fortune. Yeah. Yeah. You had probably wake up more minutes though. Yeah. John Wayne, Robert yeah. Mitchum, Kenneth Moore, yeah. Sean Connery. There's just endless amount of yeah. people in there that you recognise, but no one got top billing. No, there was no top star in this yeah. At the time, Fox were filming Cleopatra. Cleopatra. Yes, I saw you Which on Twitter. Down for the yeah. Well, go on, tell the story because I, I told if, it a if thousand you've times. If you listened to Rainbow Valley, <laughs> yeah, you would realise that Cleopatra took many, many years to actually come to fruition yes. and cost many, many, many millions. I'm sure 20th Century Fox, didn't Yes. Yep. Because it was such a fucking poorly thing that cost far too much. To yeah. The longest day, pretty much saved yeah. 20th Century Fox. Saved and Richard Burton stopped in both. He did indeed. Yeah. Richard Burton was like a very brief. <laughs> yeah, Daryl Zanuck was filming this this movie with all these like thousands of stars, not realizing it was the lifeline that was going to save Fox. Yeah, from bankruptcy. I can imagine Americans going wild over this movie because mm. it 
it does glorify the American involvement in the. We've well, got John Wayne in it for fuck's yeah. sake. That is the thing. That's all yeah. they needed was yeah. John Wayne yeah. had the biggest part of any of the. John Wayne was the starest people. Yeah. yeah, even though, you know, it's a cast of thousands. John Wayne, I think, pretty much was the. He had his part. Of at the yeah. American, John Wayne yeah. had Especially his the role. injured leg and being yeah. stretched yeah. along. Yeah. Strap it up! Yeah, and it, that, that literally, for a, a huge country like America, with all their Hollywood money, that instantly was a, fuck yeah, look at us, we're solid. You can't stop us, we'll still control the world, even with a fractured ankle. You know? Com- yeah, compound it's, fracture. It's, yeah, a compound fracture. <laughs> yeah, he's probably being carried by British people, so well done you. Yeah. But the film, to me... Did not need a single famous fucking no, name. No, no, whatsoever. Totally it's agree. in the same sense of it could have been what I would say a hacksaw ridges because Andrew Garfield isn't a superstar. No, he no. may have done Spider Man, but he's still not a superstar. That film was fucking phenomenal. Thank you, Paul, <laughs> for telling me that. But <laughs> that's what this was. You didn't need to have, and the reason when I looked it up when we were talking about the films, I looked it up and me and Paul was both looking at who the fuck um, someone O'Brien is. Edmund O'Brien. <laughs> Edmund O'Brien. We forgot all about yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> I remember looking at Paul, oh, what about this one? And I saw Sean Connors or this on him. So I was like, that's got to be a brilliant film. I couldn't give a fuck if I ever saw him again, innit? <laughs> the film was made, films about the war. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm going to say this from the biased point of view being a British person is that as long as it shows that we fucking won it and that all of us were fucking united and we were the fucking boss leaders, fuck yeah. You don't need a famous person to do that. You just need... The the best people in that film were the ones that I could never, ever remember if I yeah. looked at it again in my life. Mm. And I, I say, I know George Seagull in it because I know who he is now. Very young George Seagull. Yeah. Yeah, and real. things like that. I'm, John Wayne, I knew, was the biggest star in that. I saw Sean Connery and said to Paul, I was like, oh, I saw him for a fucking millisecond. <laughs> Again, I don't even know if he actually said anything, yeah. did he? I heard him go... Yeah, no, he did a few times. And even, and even Kenneth Moore right. with the Bulldog. That was right at the very yeah. end, getting people off the beach at the there last minute. There are so many famous people. Oh, like God, it is ridiculous when I look yeah. down the cast list. I think if you look at it in regards to the cast list, you can, just on that, you can go, this is Hollywood going, fuck yeah, we won, watch. <laughs> but you do it from now, going backwards, you'd go... Do you know what? Yeah, we won. Well done to them guys that went out there and fought. Because you don't care who... To anybody... Anybody? Anybody. 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 I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) It's scary. (laughs) But to anybody watching that now that isn't over the age of 30, you you don't give a fuck who any of them people are in it. Do you know what? You'd watch that film and go, fuck yes. You just just hit on something now. There'd be no movie made today where you get... 10, 20, 30 famous people of this degree. Mm. That's why in, I, in I, I sort of commented earlier on the fact that it was like the expendables of its time. But even the expendables there was, was half like a dozen. 10 yeah. but, maximum stars. But even but, then, they weren't like major stars. Yeah, we, yeah. We're talking like... Oh, what the fuck? Expendables had major stars. Oh, it, to us, yeah, but... To the Akira Kurosawa fans, it might not be. To Akira Kurosawa fans, they didn't feature the old brand that Sorry, all two of the Akira Kurosawa fans. Boyd pointed pointed out to me how um, uh, Sean Connery, that was pre-James Bond. Just. So he actually wasn't... uh, He's a big name to us now, but he wasn't then. John Seagull wasn't a big name. John Wayne was just 
a big name. No, John. No, 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 no. 50s. No, John Wayne. None, but I know I'm a stagecoach. You, you, you take away everything else other than John Wayne. How many of them were... Actually, Henry like, Fonda? Look at now. But Henry Fonda also carried on from there. He wasn't yes. already... Like, Expendables done, as Paul said, <laughs> if I'm using that example, that used... Uh, action heroes from the 80s yes, that yeah, were far that 20 gone. years famous far gone yeah heroes yeah. this is this is a film that showed people that were still in the midst of becoming even bigger oh, they, they, were cur- they were current stars yeah, yeah. That, that's what I mean that's why I wouldn't say because you could if you look at Expendables with the three films they've done they had people that were modernising action films carrying yeah. forward like with your Liam Hemsworth and stuff yeah. and going back to your Arnie and your Mel Gibson and your Bruce Willis whatever but this was at a time I would like to have seen for people back then in what's it, 1957? 62. 62. So, fuck you. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that was that shit Japanese film was in 57. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. I got confused. I was stuck in the time of shit time. Because um, the East, apparently, the time doesn't change that quickly. Yeah. No. But you still ask about people. 500 years behind. That's why I'm still stuck in the 62. <laughs> If you asked them, they probably would go, oh, I've heard of this person, I've heard of that. They would have heard of Henry Fonda, they would have heard of, and they would have heard of John Wayne. And the rest, on the waterfront said, by then. Hey? On the waterfront, was that Henry Fonda? Yeah, Peter. <laughs> no, it was See, they would have heard of him either, because he it wasn't was, in that film. It was a Fonda, wasn't it? Jane Fonda. No, it wasn't him. No. Uh, <laughs> what but what I'm saying is that, that at that time, would everyone have gone, oh my God, it's this person. It's, it's not... They are people that are still known at that time. They would have gone, oh my God, this is a great John Wayne. This is Henry yeah. Bonham. If you was to play that now, us lot would look and go, oh, that's him, this, him, this, him, this, him. That's yeah, why, yeah, in the yeah. same sense of, uh, I get where when Paul says like, it's like The Expendables, but at the time when it come out, the time Expendables oh, come no, out, the, we there were a few. In. No, there were a few. But how many of them mm. would people then, not you being a film goer now, I've said, yeah, oh my God, that, that's true. everything. Expendables come out and they're such appalling films. They're amazing mm. because they're so far-fetched. It's what we loved oh, in the God 80s. Yeah. But if you look at it, you go, oh my God, they had Arnie. He even quoted what Bruce Willis says yeah. in Die Hard and Bruce Willis quoted what Terminator says. And, and that's the thing. And they're only brought in to do that anyway. Exactly. Yeah, Whereas so. with um, The Longest Day, superbly done film and superbly directed and very well like cinematography done I mean other than for, for at the time but yeah no one would have looked at it and gone oh my god you've got they would have gone John Wayne Henry Fonda yeah. and, and who's this Scottish guy you should put in who's Sean <laughs> now we go <laughs> where's <laughs> motherfucking James motherfucking Bond at the time they would have gone uh, who he's a good looking yeah. Scottish motherfucker hit, isn't he hit the nail on the fucking with the guy head. who walks along with playing bagpipes during a fucking war you knob yeah. You can't walk away from bombs. But they did. He they even did goes that. like that. He goes, oh, quickly, like, we need to get away. You're like, why are you walking playing a really loud instrument that people know you're there? <laughs> I'm sorry. Another point of fucking war is don't be detected. The Scottish, as Scottish as they fucking can be, come in like, I am blue. And they're like, mate, I'm, I'm not being funny. The guy playing the bagpipes even looks at one point and goes, fuck. Like, you're going to see us. And I'm going to get like, killed here. It's like, keep fucking playing. And you're like, okay. And you go, you're like, fucking hell, Scotland. You're one part in a film 
And without Mel Gibson, you've gone <laughs> fucking. But it's all true. But war. it's all true to life. It all fucking yeah. They had pipers. That's what they've done. Yeah. yeah, they had pipers, but they didn't do anything for Scottish heritage, did they? But he said, "Sorry, watch that film ago." Didn't Sean Connery say about done. him being Irish because only the Irish can play the pipes? Something like that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't have it. what? <laughs> But still, it was fucking embarrassing when I saw Scottish people walking along playing bagpipes. I'm like, yeah. you do know they can hear your... Draw a target <laughs> on your head. It's like, you, you could have played a flute and no one would have heard. Yeah. You played one of the loudest instruments known to man without plugging it in. I go... <laughs> it's, like it's like fucking a chicken. I do like, mate, sometimes playing a shitty instrument. We need to kill that motherfucker. <laughs> But do you know what? Let Britain and America win the war. I'm going to kill the Scottish guy. <laughs> a shitty instruments covered in time. Okay, longest day. Or longest episode. <laughs> longest <laughs> yeah, yeah, longest movie. Ratings. Paul. Um, I'd have to say <laughs> an eight. That's good, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Liam? I would go with an eight. I think I'm going to go at eight as well. Yeah. It's a thoroughly great. I mean, yeah, it's World War II it's movie. Thoroughly great. It's a good, it's a good war movie. Yes, yeah. thoroughly, thoroughly. Despite our, you know, discrepancies about you know accuracies and things that gone on. Yeah, give the Germans some credit. <laughs> took up God knows how, they took up God knows how many countries. Why did they fuck up at the last minute according to the Western world? I played to him for fucking up like they did. Thank you. So, Paul, it's, it's your turn for movie roulette. Yay! Let's spin the wheel. It's number 56. Oh, nearly Hines. Your first choice, Paul, a movie starring Dustin Hoffman. Um, Would you like to spin again? Yes, please, okay. sir. Okay. Two, five, six. A silent movie. <laughs> so I'm just going to put a line there because Paul won't pick that, so let's carry on. Third a choice. silent movie. <gasps> Would you like a third spin? Oh. Okay. Yes, please. That's why I drew a line, because I know you wouldn't pick a silent <laughs> film. I drew a line, but I'm not going to write a silent film. Jazz singer. Number 10. A movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh! oh. <laughs> what could I have got there? <laughs> I know which movie straight off the bat. So, Liam, what are the three choices, Paul? Uh, Dustin Hoffman films, A Line. <laughs> no, Silent which Movies. Which I mean, Silent <laughs> Movies. Silent Movies, it's not going to happen. And though. any film starring Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> or otherwise known as DiCaprio take a thought on that Paul we'll come oh. back Liam Paul <gasps> thank you very much for this evening Scott it's been lovely as always the long stay was a great review thank you hopefully can't wait to see you both soon Paul Scott good evening <laughs> see <Bye>. you later <laughs> good night everyone
The management of this theater suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending. You dudes get lost now, you hear? Good night, ladies. Good night, sir. When you fail down, try positive thinking. That's what I told the man said. Don't wear a frown. Try positive thinking. Laugh at your troubles instead. You've got to look on the bright side. On hope so much depends. With your confidence sinking, positive thinking Helps you on the way, my friend When things look black, try positive thinking Treat every season as spring, no glancing back Try positive thinking, trust what tomorrow may bring This crazy world that we live in Will keep on spinning round But with good thinking we'll get together and life won't let us down shut up you ugly bitch oh shut up we enjoy it